Welcome to the My Haunt Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to the My Haunt Life Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Russell. And Russell, I am so upset with the community right now. In which way? They all seem to like that lust sound effect. <laughs> I just need to get that off my chest. Like I'm, I'm shaking my fist at you all that like it and want to keep it. So I, I, I mean, I said at first we should do a vote. And then, and then said, you definitively said, no, no vote. Yeah, but everyone disregarded that. And I guess we're keeping it. Well, no, well, here's no, here's my thought. We don't have to keep the sound effect. No, they like it. Well, that was supposed to be a work in progress. Well, you can tweak it until like, OK, so we'll use it until you have another version. And then I guess we can do another vote. All right, so we'll, all right, we'll we'll use it for now, but I I I don't know. I think as lust develops, we may have to revisit that sound effect. Yeah, thank oh. God. Uh, my actual vision, I think, was just your voice saying lust. Don't that that just sounds weird, man. <laughs> so speaking of lust, a lot has happened this week. A lot has happened in the lust experience. <laughs> Lust. Oh yeah. I'm cringing. <laughs> I I have mixed emotions over it. I bet you do. <laughs> this is your baby. Uh, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. We'll we'll revisit that. Anyways. Yeah. So going back to the last podcast, we talked about how Larry had this theory about an alternate universe and there were shadow people, and then he had a shadow Larry. Yes. Profile show up. Mm-hmm. Well, after we recorded, a fake Russell profile showed up as well as a fake Lucas profile showed up. Yes. And Lucas is our friend from Chicago who brought popcorn and then had it thrown at him by the handlers in Ascension. Yeah. I just love that story. Yeah, it's 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 one of those great tension experience moments. I think uh, him bringing a gift and having it literally thrown back in his face, um, and and um. Russell was misspelled. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> R-U-S-S-E-L. So, Mike, I, the one thing that, that I don't know many people know, and I thought this this is probably has no connection whatsoever, but Lucas and I both got shadow profiles very quickly right next to each other. Right. Lucas and I sort of did a haunt excursion last year as Ascension was running. I know there were some posts about it on social media and all that. So I, I was, because my first thought was, all right, why did Lucas and I get shadow profiles so quickly next to each other? And I thought, well, we actually, I was in Chicago and we haunted together, him and, you know, our other friend, Justin. Um, we all went to haunts together. And so there was some social media. So I'm connected to Lucas a little bit more than some other people in the Lust Experience forums. I, I cannot believe that's a connection. I don't. There's that overthinking brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm overthinking it. But but it did occur to me of like, oh, why Lucas? And then it was like, oh, well, Lucas and was, I... Well, because he was talking on the forums. Yeah. I think that's it. You look at everything so much simpler than I do. <laughs> I'm a simple person. <laughs> and I truly, truly wish I had your brain. But here's the thing with those profiles. They disappeared relatively quickly, so... Mm-hmm. It was probably someone playing a joke. Perhaps. Um, 
that that's what I think because the other fake profiles they 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 stayed and they posted and none of those profiles did not post anything and they disappeared. But then a real fake profile or a fake real profile, <laughs> a real fake profile, a real fake or a fake real, <laughs> a profile that wasn't set up by the person it depicts. How's that? Okay, that that works. I'm not saying that every time, but <laughs> and it was of Brian. Uh, and Brian, we mentioned in the last podcast because he got calls in Austin about meeting Noah Sinclair. And so he had a doppelganger show up and that doppelganger actually posted. And it's the thing is with these fake profiles, like with Larry's and now Brian's and, and Clint's before it, they all sound like it could be them. Mm-hmm. Like they're really, really good. Um, and Brian said... I mean, fake Brian said, just to clarify a few points here, has anyone spoken to DLB or CS still? I get the feeling that what they say next may break out a story beat or two. After all, they were the ones that started acting strange in the first place. I'm actually really curious to go back and listen to their panel and see if anything stands out now with all these new developments. Hopefully I'll have something up real soon. There's so much background to that post and it's crazy because brian moderated the panel at south by southwest that fake brian is talking about Mm -hmm. and there were issues with the sound quality so it they weren't they didn't have it up as fast as they thought it would and i feel like this was a poke at brian like hey get it going we need to listen to this kind of thing you know and then he was talking about talking to Darren and how he kind of disappeared and Clint went off the radar with him and stuff. So these are all things that make sense to something that Brian, real Brian would actually say. Yeah. It's interesting. A couple of the fake things that, that have been used to put posts on the forums do come out very similar to the voice of the real people. And Brian's definitely sounded like that. And that comes into play a little bit later too. So if that wasn't a fun enough day, then Leah gets a call from Sarah Sinclair, and Sarah Sinclair told her to keep Wednesday free. And I guess in the phone conversation, Sarah was reading the questionnaire back to Leah and was asking her questions about some of her answers, such as, did you answer this to be cute and witty or do you mean it? Um, An interesting thing that Leah mentioned was she was questioning the voice on the other end. Like, did it sound like a new voice or did it sound very familiar like Sabrina? So what if... Okay, so here's a crazy theory. Go on. So we all know what the helmet can do. Yes. Turn Sabrina into Addison. Mm-hmm. What if when she left the compound at the end, what if somehow she got taken again, got the helmet, and is now Sarah Sinclair? That could explain why she was getting headaches when she spoke to you at the book release party. Wow. (laughs) You see that happening over here, don't you? Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay. uh, Sometimes I I listen to your theories and go, you're insane. (laughs) But that's really interesting to me because, you know, I, I think people would listen to that and say, no, Sabrina drove off into the sunset. Right. And I think that's the biggest strike against this theory, but I think it's a valid theory because she was acting very strange that night. And we did see her present at a function where the OSDM 
showed up and displayed their power very aggressively. And here's another thing going going towards that. Whenever we saw Sabrina in like as Sabrina, mm-hmm. t-shirt, jeans, you know, whatever. Every time we saw her as not Sabrina, she's wow. wearing a dress. And she was wearing a dress at the book release party. Yeah, she looked good. Oh. <laughs> the lust experience. <laughs> Sound effect now. <laughs> I think I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) It just got real awkward in here. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) but she was wearing a dress. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I mean, if you want to get into crazy, crazy things, you know, like, you know, Breaking Bad, um, they always had a thing with color and clothing and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What if this is something like that? It's quite possible. Yeah. Something to think about. Hmm. I guess we just hope for a phone call from Sarah Sinclair. True. <laughs> I hope you get a phone call from Sarah Sinclair just based on that because you you and Morgan probably know that voice better than anyone. Yeah, probably. And um I don't, you know, I don't know where Morgan stands as far as, you know, Noah Sinclair's situation. Um, you know, I'm one of the people who's never I've never had a reason to get a phone call from, you know, the system or whatever. So I I don't foresee that coming, but um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And the fact that, you know, again, it's like at the beginning of tension, we were always like, what did the voice sound like? Yeah. (laughs) And we're still, we're doing it again this year. What did the voice sound like? But that's, what's awesome. It, it make it makes me curious. It makes me curious because if we learned anything from tension is that, we have no idea what's happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I mean, right now, it's the very beginning of this. So, who knows how many curveballs they have. Okay, speaking of curveballs, because, like, of all people, I'd be the one making sports analogies, right? Of course. <laughs> Another shadow profile showed up, and this one had the name... Uh, we, we talked on the last podcast that like, one of Clint Sears' shadow uh, um, profiles that had the dash in the name. A shadow profile was formed with Russell Dash Eaton, except the name of the profile was Mike Eaton. Yeah. Linking you and me, Mike. Yeah. And on top of that, the profile picture is both both of our profiles put together. Yes. It's almost like a good and Stretched, bad. warped. Like good and evil because yeah. your your picture is pretty light and mine is pretty dark yeah it is just just like us <laughs> yeah which by the way why are we the ones that get a shared profile i want my own goddamn shadow profile <laughs> the hell man like all these people get their own and and they like chintz out on us it's like oh on you yeah that's true because <laughs> you are russell russell dasi that's right Ugh. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I got the weird shadow profile that vanished. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man, you get two profiles and I get just get like lobbed onto one of them. Like, oh. hmm. it pays to be on the bright side of things. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling this is going dark. Um, So this profile, Mike, actually posted. Go on. Yeah, it wrote. And the interesting thing is it. um. It sounded like me. It really did. Yeah, even I read it and I was like, "Damn, that was that's pretty good." Because the funny thing is, is when this happened, we were all, we were at trivia. Yes, and we almost debated not going into trivia 
just to watch what was going to unfold. Because in trivia, you're not allowed to use your cell phones, obviously, because right, right. that's cheating. So it was like me and Chelsea and Debbie and Megan and Susie and Tom and Melissa and like all of us were outside just like refresh, refresh, refresh. What's happening? Oh, my God. There's a Russell Mike profile. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's very funny because uh, you texted me and let me know that it existed because I was actually at home editing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike... Do you want to give a, an attempt to sound like me? N- no. <laughs> this is all you, man. <laughs> okay. So this profile posted, and it said, all of this brings up a really interesting point. And I think that point is that if we started this whole thing looking at ourselves and we were tested along the way, then who will we wind up seeing staring back at us in the end? If Noah is tied to lust and he is now doing self-help, I just hope that he gets to what we really want a mixtape. I know that for myself personally, I find that it can be a bit daunting thinking about all of the stuff the OSDM could throw back at us. Am I really ready to go through that? What will it feel like if we don't like what we see? Look at the guy's style. You know his stuff would be hot. Or actually, they draw little fire icons. <laughs> um, I guess anything's possible, really, and that's what both terrifies and excites me. You sold that so well. It it, it really uh, whoever wrote that like ha, ha, knows my voice fairly well because it it the whole thing of the opposites it terrifies exact it excites me it was like, oh yeah you said that <laughs> that that's me that's that's very much me and um, we should explain that this posting to the forum happened a day after you had done something yeah online yeah so I Facebook lived me. DJing. Um, I'm a DJ in my past life and I was bored on Sunday and decided to do a synth pop Sunday mix like live on Facebook vinyl only. Eh. Um, but yeah, so I did like an hour and something mix and it was very good by the way. Thank you. Um, but it's interesting that that happens and the next day they say Noah wants, might want a mixtape. So what? No, actually it said we would want a mixtape. Well, who's the we? Because I took that as Noah. Uh, well, it says, um, if uh, if Noah is tied to lust and he is now doing self-help, I just hope that he gets to what we really want. A mixtape. Oh, okay. So I think I think you gave the community what it wanted. I think you gave, you know, I think your synth pop Sunday uh, was a gift to the entire community. Well, I read that wrong like I usually do. So You read an email or a message wrong? So <laughs> wow. I emailed Noah a link to that video saying oh, that's I heard funny. you wanted a mixtape maybe you can use this as your opening to your seminar or that's something that's very funny but dude can you imagine Noah starting a sem- seminar with like camouflage playing or something like <laughs> how incredible would that be or, it would be freaking awesome or he does like okay you know in the office when they do the the seminar and Kevin plays like crazy train and he runs around the room what if he did that but he did it to like ministry or something like Oh my God. That would fit. That's the world I want to live in. But here's the funny thing. Well, it's not funny because it's probably just a misspelling, but we talk so much about OSDM. They spelled OSDM wrong. Yeah. They put ODSM. So maybe there's a shadow OSDM. Okay. (laughs) A shadow organization of a shadow organization? Yes. Interesting. Which means it's real, right? (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) A reflection of a possible reflection? I don't know. You, oh, you know what a reflection of a reflection does, though? It's infinity. 
Oh, that's true. This is going on forever. <laughs> okay. I can just keep going. All right. <laughs> but here's what's funny about the Shadow Russell slash Mike or Mikey in account <laughs> is that everybody started playing along and it's like, oh my God, then there's going to be a My Shadow Life podcast and a My Shadow Life this and that. And, and then they started having theories about like, you know, what we would be talking about and doing and stuff. And I don't, it was it was awesome. It was very fun. It yeah. was enjoyable to read what people were thinking. Yeah. And then I feel like that led into another discussion of what people's shadows would be. And then yeah. people started saying like, oh, well, in real life, I'm this or that. So my shadow profile would be this, this and this. And so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, definitely enjoyable read stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So we mentioned that Leah got a call from Sarah to meet on Wednesday. Brian, the real Brian, got a call from Noah to meet on Wednesday as well. So then it there was all of this talk like, oh my God, are they doing this together? What's happening? Like there's going to be two people meeting with Noah or is one person meeting with Noah first and, you know, all of that thing. Like we, we have no idea. So the time comes, Wednesday happens, the meetings with Noah are afoot and Brian and Leah were talking and they confirmed, okay, I'm meeting at this time at this place or this zip code. And then here's the interesting thing. They each got different zip codes to head to. Yeah. So they were not meeting together. They were meeting separately. So who were they meeting? Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the zip codes were not close to each other. One of them was in K-Town, or Koreatown, and one of them was in Silver Lake. Right. Right across the street from Epitaph Records, actually. So after each of their encounters, all of us are waiting by our computers and by our phones just to see what happened. Uh, they each do a Periscope. And th- seriously, guys, thank you for each doing a Periscope. Absolutely. Like, thank you very much. Awesome. And we'll have the links to, to, the, to the Periscope so you can hear it. You can hear their experience in their words. Uh, so check the show notes for the Periscope links. And also we'll have links to all the threads that, that we mentioned and all of that too. So who should we start with? Because they're both freaking interesting There's, as hell. Yeah. Um, I, I would go with Brian first. Well, that just shows what a gentleman you are. I'm going to say ladies first. Okay. Go with Leah. <laughs> okay. So Leah gets instructions to go to a bar in Koreatown. And she goes in and she sees Noah. So Noah is there with Leah. And there's a couple things of interest that that stand out. He had a couple books on his table. And mind you, this table is in a bar, a public bar. And he just had books there. (laughs) And there were books about quantum physics. Now, in the last podcast, we mentioned that Max got an email that led to a paper based on physics as well that had to do with reflection and all of that. And so now Noah has books that are going around the same topic. And also this plays uh, slightly into Brian's experience as well. Yeah. So she meets him, sees these books on the table and the way she made it sound, it sounded like he was flirting with her the whole time. Yeah, definitely. Like not the, the badass he seems to be on the website. And she actually pointed that out. Like, you know, I expected to meet someone totally different. He was very nice and, you know, bought her a drink and all of these fun things that guys do to girls. They want to hang out with more <laughs> at, at a bar. 
wow, that was so subtle and understated. <laughs> yeah, I could have said a lot worse. Yes, you could have. But Noah started telling her stories. Like he was telling her about his son's favorite story is the boy who cried wolf. Now, to me and my the way my brain works, okay, if we want to get to Noah, we get to his family. So we know he has a son. And where there's a son, there's a baby mama. Mm-hmm. So is Sarah Sinclair the baby mama? Or, ready for this? What if... What if Michelle's the baby mama? Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. I don't, I don't think we know enough about Michelle. No, we don't at all. Yeah. But those are the only two women that we know about in Lust. And unless something's changed, it needs to be a woman. I don't know. Michelle is so cold, chilly. Well, here's the thing. Based on Brian's interaction, he Noah... We'll, we'll get to Brian. This is a spoiler for Brian's part that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But what if Michelle was that girl? What if Noah had a one-night stand with her? Was like, hey, thanks. I'm done. See ya. Leaves. Leaves the room in a mess. Leaves, leaves her there. Ends up getting her pregnant. And that's the chip on the shoulder. And so she's think, trying to break down Noah. You think Brian might have met Noah Sinclair's daughter? No, 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 no. I'm saying just like as a, as a, what if that scenario happened to Michelle? Oh, And ended up getting pregnant with Noah's kid. Too many theories. <laughs> but that's what's great. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> Go ahead. But think about that. Think about the internal struggle. Like, what if she was just like, you know, like, I'm not not an attendant because we don't know, like, there's attendance. But what if she was kind of like some sort of understudy? Mm -hmm. He took advantage of her and, like, had a kid. And then she stayed in the organization and rose to power while they share this this kid. And he's he's there, like, still. And that's why she's so pissed off at everything. She seems she walks around with a lot of anger. Yeah. She's got some issues. Issues from a one night stand and getting pregnant and then the guy being a jerk to her. Maybe. Okay. All right. I don't know. Legitimate a reasoning. It could work. Yeah. It could. I, don't give me that I, look. <laughs> I'm just letting you spin over there. I'm just, <laughs> I can't help it, man. It fits. That's what she said. Anyways. So yeah. So then the waiter comes up to Noah and I guess tells him he has a phone call, but then he made a phone call on his cell phone and at first, Leah didn't know who he was calling, mm -hmm. but it was very clear who he was calling at that point. Right. And it was Brian. Yes. And uh, I guess we, we'll jump to Brian's part. This I feel like we're like Quentin Tarantino of podcasts this episode. <laughs> um, cut to Brian Silverlake. Exterior. Siren. <laughs> the uh, meeting place that Brian had been given was in Silverlake, and he was told to go to a market. And he was waiting outside the market, and apparently he was approached by, um, I don't remember the description he gave, but it struck me as a pretty brash homeless guy uh, who was asking Brian for money and got aggressive with Brian and then suddenly gave Brian a hotel key and said that Brian had 10 minutes and they needed to go to a nearby hotel and go into a room. Uh, the motel was apparently just down the block, and... When he found the room and walked in, he said the room was a mess. Uh, it looked like there had been um, a, a tryst of some kind. Some sexy time happening. Some sexy time happening, apparently. He, 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 he said there was actually a used condom uh, in the trash can. 
So what Brian was doing looking through the trash can, I'm not sure. But well, that was a clue. Why didn't he get it? A... I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we've gone to too many blackouts. Uh, apparently. Um, so, you know, there was an iPad playing music, I guess. And there was the shower running with the bathroom door slightly open. And uh, when he entered, uh, and he said the room was actually unlocked, so he didn't even need the key. So his impression was that he just walked in on the end of some romantic evening for someone. And the woman was in the shower, so he called out, or she called out, and said, I'm in here. Somehow uh, she indicated that Brian should come into the restroom, and she was actually naked in the shower, and Brian described that she had smeared makeup on her face. I don't think it was that she smeared it. That's usually what happens when girls wear makeup and you have a passionate love affair. Well, uh, his description was makeup smeared across her face. Yeah, I don't think that's from her from her hands. It's probably from another body part. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. Um, he described her as painfully thin. And he basically gave her a towel. And they went back into the room. And she started telling him the story of how this used to be thrilling this sort of meeting i guess uh used to give her a thrill but now she seemed very sad and lost and brian said that he actually felt very sincerely his heart went out for her um and brian apparently said how can i help you do you need to get out of here uh he went to being the kind generous person that we know brian is and he was asked to sit down and, I guess, hold her hand on the bed. She was in a towel. Now, while they were on the bed, and she said that she, you know, I guess she indicated he was helping her feel safe. Uh, she also indicated that she always felt that he was always watching uh, wherever she was. And she felt that he could always see her. Brian asked for clarification of whether that was Noah, but she didn't clarify and she leaned in very close to him to tell him a secret or like he, she was going to whisper something in his ear. And she said, when they stop believing you, that's when you know it's begun. The phone rang. And when Brian picked it up, it was Noah Sinclair, which means the phone call that you mentioned, Mike, that Noah made while in the conversation with Leah halfway across town, he was calling Brian. That was a phone call Brian got. Yeah. Now, during that phone call, apparently Noah was doing the the macho guy thing and said, well, what's the woman like? What does she look like? And uh, Brian uh, didn't go there, apparently. And uh, a picture was sent to his phone. And it was a picture of him with the girl on the bed, which means they were taking footage of him in that hotel room. And it was basically live streaming somewhere. That's incredible. This like, whole elaborate setup of the picture being taken, sent to his phone, these two sequences going on simultaneously, the intricacy of all this is mind-blowing. But, Russell, why would he send a picture of him on the bed with a prostitute to his phone? Well, Brian's a married man. It's blackmail. But why would he blackmail him? Well, because Noah wants something. What does Noah want, Russell? <laughs> Uh, apparently he wants Brian to help spread his word, whatever that means. He used the word influencer, apparently, to describe Brian. 
So he's in this situation where he stood Brian up and has stood Brian up a couple of times. So Brian, I got the impression, wasn't impressed with Noah Sinclair at this point. No. And now he's trying to blackmail him. And this from a guy who has an entire system about getting and taking what you want. So that was a little weird when Brian described that. Why would Noah Sinclair need to do that? See, that, that, I don't know why, but it's just like that makes total sense to me. Because that, that's one of the things I mentioned in the forums. Like, you can't buy everything with money. So you need, if you're going to, if you, if your whole system is to take what you want by any means possible, that's what he's doing. Yes. And I think there's also possibly even more to it than that, Mike. What if Noah Sinclair is just a jerk and he thought it would be fun? Huh? Yeah. What if he's just sadistic? If that's the case, I am so on Noah's team. You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> to mess with people for fun? I do that to you all the time. Yeah, you do, actually. <laughs> but I never see it as sadistic. I just yeah. see it as you. Maybe he can learn some things from me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently, Brian had this realization, sort of like a, a realistic moment of, wow, they're actually talking about messing with my family for real. Yeah. And that's a level of mind game, which uh, that's stepping it up a notch for the lust experience. Mm-hmm. They're starting off with a bang. Yeah. It, it's no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the guy that apparently gave him the key burst into the room and, and Brian took the girl's phone and got out of the room and in the parking lot, apparently received a phone call on that phone from Darren Bowsman. And then Darren shows up and Darren is flustered and apparently wants to know if, if, um, Brian or Noah or somebody is messing with him because he was in Panama. Brian said he actually still had the ticket on him. Uh, so Darren Bowsman is acting like he's also caught up in this weird night of bizarre encounters. Right. Like it, like in Clint, like is Clint messing with me or have you talked to Clint? That's true. He did say that. So Brian and Darren agree to meet at a bar, and I guess they do talk uh, a little bit about the whole situation. And uh, Darren, I guess at one point, accused Clint of messing with him. So that's a possibility because Clint seems to be out of town at this point, and we're not hearing much from him. Also, Darren admitted that somebody had sent pictures of him while he was in Panama, and he wanted to know if Brian had anything to do with that, it seems. So it sounds like, Either Darren Bowsman is playing the character of Darren being messed with within his own creation, or something really bizarre is going on. There are no characters anymore. And the theories are flying that this whole creation has been wrestled away from the creators. Right. And But here's the, here's the thing that I, I went back to. We had a nice, lovely gentleman last year seemingly knowing when and where every get-together was and would burst in. Yes. How did Darren know where to be? That's a good question. So I think that someone is feeding him intel, just like Tom Barrow. Yeah. And we saw what happened with Tom Barrow at the end. So I don't know. Well, you you saw what happened to Tom Barrow at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So 
So I don't know. Like that, that's too coincidental for Darren to be at the hotel. Oh yeah, it 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 rang really oddly to me when I read that. So uh, and when Darren and um, uh, Brian had gone to this bar to talk, one of the things that uh, Darren had brought up was wanted to know if Brian had noticed a book on a scale inside the hotel room. And Brian had posted a picture of the hotel room, and there is a small scale, and apparently Brian didn't notice any book. So where did that book go? How did Darren know about this book? Why was Darren asking about this book? Well, that ties into something later that happened. Yeah, that's a... Oh, my God. Because Leah had mentioned that he had books, Noah had books on the table when she met with him. And also inside the hotel room, there was a container of orange Tic Tacs. And apparently it has been noticed that Noah likes orange Tic Tacs. So did Noah take the books from the hotel room? Was Noah the romantic tryst that this naked woman that Brian encountered had? Is that how the whole setup for the blackmail got set up? Wait a minute. Or was it Darren? Wow. He was on the location right then. Right? Oh. Or was Darren there because somehow he had been fed that information? Brian is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Darren was on his way to confront the woman in the hotel room to get the truth of who was messing with him in Panama. Yeah. Or Darren is trying to frame Noah by put planting orange Tic Tacs and making it look like everything. Because how did he know about the book inside? So that means he had some sort of knowledge of what was in there. That's so true. is Darren trying to take down Noah by framing him somehow? Possibly. And using all of us as chess pieces. Or specifically Brian that night. Russell feels like pawn in the game of life. Don't talk in third person. <laughs> So the end of the evening, I guess, for Brian is that Noah called him, and that was when he said he wanted Brian to help spread his message, that he was an influencer on the community, uh, and indicated that he was looking forward to going deeper with Brian, whatever that means. Lust. <laughs> oh. I got to make some puns. I think Come that on. was psychologically speaking, Mike. You have your theories. I have mine. Now, Mike, something that hasn't quite been made public and um you were the prostitute dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> um no no i was not the prostitute um brian actually uh did the periscope where he described the uh the, gave a quick recap and then he went on the forums and he gave a more detailed recap and he was super flustered yes he was absolutely like you could see it in his face and, and slightly hear angry yeah you could hear it in his voice yeah so um, so the Periscope ended, and I hadn't had a chance to watch it yet, and suddenly I get a text, Mike, and it's from Brian. Okay. And he said, hey, don't know if you saw the Periscope, but I wanted to tell you something. And I said, well, I'm about to watch it, because I actually, I had, I was in, <laughs> I had theater tickets that night, so I was in a play when all of us went down. Um so uh, Brian texted me and he said, there's something that I want you to know about the hotel room. Uh, apparently when Brian first showed up and the woman was in the shower and said, hey, I'm in here and asked him for a towel. And apparently at some point during that, she was surprised, of course, because she, she doesn't know who Brian is. Um, she was surprised that Brian was there and not knowing who he was. Well, 
apparently, in her shock, she looked at Brian and said, are you Russell? What? Uh, and he told me it's like almost as if she wasn't, not, not necessarily like expecting Russell to show up, but that she knew of a Russell and that he might be involved in something. And apparently she asked it a couple of times. Now, uh, Brian told me, he said, literally, I just didn't, I forgot as I was talking on the Periscope, I forgot to mention this. And then when the Periscope ended, he reached out to me and he said, you know what? It's your name. I just wanted you to know. So you were aware of this. And he basically said, watch your back. Wow. So he wanted me to to be aware that all of these shenanigans that were going on, my name somehow came up as like, oh, wait, are you Russell? And then everything went down. Wait a minute. Okay. So we mentioned earlier that Leah got a phone call and it sounded like a familiar voice. Like it could have been Sabrina, who we may, a theory could be that she had the helmet and now she's, she's Sarah Sinclair. She's the one that set up Leah's time. So she, if she's working with Noah, what if something slipped and she was talking about you and the girl in the hotel room heard so much about you and assumed it was going to be you? Because even though Noah called Brian to set up his meeting, right. that doesn't mean that they're not all in the same room. Or maybe Noah was talking about you because... If Sabrina is Sarah, right. what if she was like, Russell, what about Russell? Or you know, And so he mentioned it probably angrily to that girl. And she had just seen me at the book release. Right. So what if that's why? Wow. That, that, I think that's a bit of a reach, but it's, I, I, see, I see why you're going there. Yeah. And what I chose to do, Mike, is I thought, like, well, I should let people know about this. But Brian, I think, had a good point in... The fact that it seemed like a mistake, maybe, that my name was mentioned to Brian. So, or at least that's the way I interpreted it. That's not what Brian said. I interpreted it that way. Where is the paranoia that I'm expecting from you right now? Where did it go? (laughs) It hasn't hasn't happened yet. So (laughs) I chose not to post this on the forums. And it's not that I'm trying to hide it, but what I was wondering was if my name was mentioned that night, if something was going to happen and I would get a phone call or somebody would reach out to me, if that woman knew my name in the hotel, would she call me for any reason or try to find me for some reason? So that's why I chose not to mention it on the forums, but you know, now some time has passed, I think it should be known that 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 happened to Brian, that another name was mentioned. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up because I just got this vision in my head because I'm very mature, obviously. And yes. since this is lust, being what we know about Noah, or what he wants us to know about his attitude, mm-hmm. what if he was the guy in the hotel room and he, while he was you know, doing this prostitute, he was like, call me Russell, call me Russell. So that's why she's like, are you Russell? (laughs) Wow. I, 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 I'm speechless. I, (laughs) everybody listening to this right now, please picture Noah Sinclair doing that. No, don't. (laughs) 
don't picture that. <laughs> this is revenge for the lust sound effect. Rainbows, unicorns, people. Rainbows and unicorns. Concentrate. Hear my voice. Rainbows and unicorns. Wow. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sometimes those ideas. <sighs> you are twisted. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Brian just wanted to make me aware and I think just partially as a to be aware and partially, I think a little bit as a warning. Well, yeah. Plus, it's respectful. Uh, yes, I would think so. When a prostitute mentions a friend's name to, to let him know that you're on her mind. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, going back to Leah, because that's sort of how... Uh, Brian's night ended with the Darren Bowsman confusion and that quick conversation with Darren. But Leah's was still meeting with Noah. Right. So after the phone call to Brian, he started questioning her about about some things like, you know, what's keeping you from getting what you want? Like, you know, kind of like basically self-help type questions. Right. Like what's holding you back? You know, so they had a little chat about that. And then. He offered her a Tic Tac and she made a joke about Juno because Michael Sarah's character is the only person he she knows that eats orange Tic Tacs. And I guess he was like, no, Sinclair eats tic, orange Tic Tacs as well or, you know, something like that. But he told her, all right, you know, you're definitely in, you know, thank you for your time. Look forward to seeing you again and left. Right. And that was that. And I guess when the waiter came back, he refilled Noah's glass and Leah told him, I was like, oh, I think he left. And the waiter seemed confused. Hmm. So I don't know if maybe like Noah tipped the waiter a bunch of like, hey, keep him coming. Like, you know, I'll let you know when I leave or, or something like that. Did Noah walk out on the bill? Oh, dang. <laughs> that. Wow. I, I mean, I don't think so because we would have heard about that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but Leah would have had to have cleaned that mess up. Yeah. That oh, that would be messed up. Oh, that would be a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So we mentioned earlier that both Brian and Leah did a post meeting periscope. That's important in a couple of days, and we'll we'll get to that. But the very next day, just to rub salt in the wound of Brian, there was a picture posted on Lust's Facebook page and it was a picture of apparently the book that Darren asked him about and it was underneath some other stuff and the caption missed opportunities right ouch so who knows what could have happened if Brian found that book right like what was in it you know maybe it was a bunch of Latin phrases to turn off Noah hmm you know who knows <laughs> then the next day the Lust Experience Facebook posts something else. It's a mashup of Brian and Leah's Periscope videos, and it's used as a recruitment video to join the Lust Experience. Right. Which is funny because in the beginning of Tension, there were also videos. Yes, there were. Except they were altered. These don't seem to be altered. Right. Which is cool. But yeah, man, Lust is started. With a bang. <laughs> Pun intended? Yes, pun intended. You stole it for me from earlier, but it's fine. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> Get your own puns. <laughs> but man, that like they're the the idea of this multiple event thing happening in multiple locations at the same time and the coordination like like wow, I was really impressed. 
yeah, like if this is the way it's going, like this hard and this fast. But yeah, I'm not gonna touch it. Oh, that's what God, she never said. mind. <laughs> um, but seriously, like, like this is like things are ramped up, mm. like by a ton, like straight out the gate. Like this is awesome. And actually, Russell, another shadow person emerged. Yes, Shadow Buzz. Mm-hmm. Which awesome <laughs> i'm really curious as to where these things are going to lead yeah because I, the fact that there some are coming and going some are coming and staying some are uh, posting some are not but the thing is people are, are already getting confused on the forums yes. because people keep tagging shadow brian yes they do which if you want to cause disruption like, right that's the way to do it because at some point someone's going to have information that's going to go to the wrong person yeah exactly and Shadow Buzz sounds just like Buzz as mm-hmm. well, you know, and like Shadow Buzz was replying to someone and said, first off, you're not wrong. Things go pretty fast around here. Second, I don't think you need to be on the boards every second of every day to enjoy the experience. I jumped in and out last year and was still able to follow along. I think all of us just get a little excited and go off. Also, Tension did not have anything confirmed as super paranormal on their first run. So as far as I'm concerned, the only things we've seen... Are that are confirmed so far as we had a possible self-help guru contact some people and do some dirt that dude loves himself some egypt and quantum science the forums are acting strange and weird imposters and hybrid lovebird accounts or something whatever shadow buzz i know that's directed (laughs) at russell and i uh and brian is a baller so if all this goes into tinkerbell land of believing wishes to be true then i might dip so shadow people sad pathetic fake news so you know something, reading this right now out loud, it made me think of something. Early on in tension, we had light to dark, mm-hmm. which light to dark, I mean, that metaphor to what's happening right now, oh, yeah. that's another can of worms. But with this, light to dark was always there to help guide us, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like these shadow people, these shadow profiles are doing that. They're kind of like guiding us. So maybe there's not a light to dark. But there's shadow accounts because Shadow Buzz is replying to someone new on the board asking questions about it, you know. But, and, but sounding similar to the real people. I mean, right. the one that posted, you know, from the Mike Eaton sounds like me. Are you saying that sounds more like a reflection of the real person? No, no, no. I'm saying that that these are, instead of having specific accounts, like... There's no light to dark. There's shadow profiles here to help. Oh, interesting. Because that's what it seems like when reading the buzz one right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's what instantly clicks. Like, oh, he's helping a newbie like right. get acclimated like that. Oh, wait a minute. You know, like, I don't know. So that's just another theory. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and earlier we mentioned that the fake Brian was talking about the panel that he moderated at South by Southwest and getting that podcast or that recording out. Uh, he did that and it's a really good listen. Uh, if you're interested in what happened in the tension experience or where things are going with the lust experience, or just want to hear some backstage type antics, uh, give it a listen. We'll have the link to this in our show notes. So that's all the fun that's happened since the last podcast. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> Which this wasn't is like, that long ago actually. With, and this is major fun. Like this is, I mean, in-person experiences are happening and you and your theories, dude. (laughs) Hey, it's what I do. (laughs) But 
If you want to follow along with the Lust Experience in these zany adventures, you can find them on the web at thelustexperience.com, on Facebook, The Lust Experience, on Instagram, The Lust Experience, on Twitter, Lust underscore experience, and noahsinclair.com. And if you want to get more information on us, you can contact us at mike at myhauntlife.com or russell at myhauntlife.com with two S's and two L's. Find us on the web at myhauntlife.com. And all the social media fun is at myhauntlife. We have, don't forget, we have the My Haunt Life calendar at myhauntlife.com slash calendar and also the forums, myhauntlife.com slash forums. Also, not to forget, we have the My Haunt Life hauntline. Uh, you can give us a call or shoot us a text at 515-HAUNT-LA. So this has been a lustful podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike. And I'm Russell. See ya. Wait, we're going to leave that in? That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.